0: Hey everyone! Hey everyone, I'm Emily. And I'm Maria, and
1: this is the Open Plan Podcast. We're excited to have you here. Join us in navigating life and architecture as young professionals tackling career, education, social lives, and everything in between. Keep up with us on Instagram at Open Plan Podcast. So now
0: let's get into it.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to episode three of the podcast. Hey guys, we're excited to have you here. Um, we're sitting in Maria's apartment, a.k.a. our studio, as always. Um, yeah, and finally, it's finally fall here in Atlanta. We can see orange leaves
0: from where we're recording right now. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Wow. It's actually cold, kind of.
1: Kind of. It's we're, we're pretending, still pretending it's officially fall. I'm sitting here in my sweater, slightly warm. but Yeah, I'm, it's a little hot. But I will not take it. <laughs> Um, we're we're sitting
0: a little bit close to each other because we have some special guests today that we'll be getting into later, but today's topic is architecture and relationships, as you've probably seen from the title. Love and architecture. Love and architecture.
1: (laughs) A topic that, honestly, has that ever even been discussed? I've never heard of it. I haven't really gone searching for it, but. (laughs) I've only seen people tell me not to date architects. It's so true. Why do they say that? we'll get into it. <laughs> You'll find out today. <laughs> Coming up next. But right, yeah. what Do you want to
0: talk about your highlights of the week before we get into that?
1: Yeah, so this week has been pretty good. A um, couple <laughs> interesting things. Number one being I took a Krav Maga class, which is a Israeli self-defense martial arts type of class. <laughs> um, honestly, I didn't know too much about it, but My neighbor, uh, I'm sorry, guys, I'm mentioning my neighbors again. (laughs) Her best friends ever. (laughs) Uh, My neighbor suggested us going, and um, I've always wanted to take a self-defense class as a single lady in the city prior. (laughs) Um, However, this probably would have been better when I was living alone in Philly, but I guess now I have Ashcon, but it's fine. I need to be independent. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, this self-defense class was really great. The instructor was Really knowledgeable and taught us like special techniques on how to get out of a chokehold. Wow. And um, kick really, really
0: hard. Are you going to the UFC
1: now? Yeah. Catch me out there. (laughs) I'm also going to reveal that I was extremely sore after this class and iced my wrist because I was punching (laughs) really hard. So, guys, I'm not that strong. It's fine. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think that was probably a really good highlight of the week. And also, Ashcon made pumpkin spice cupcakes with cream cheese we're frosting amazing. i can confirm they were delicious maria tried them and he's definitely the baker of the relationship and i just get <laughs> to try everything so i'm very lucky um and yeah we're really basic but it's fine <laughs> pumpkin <laughs> spice um <laughs> the season how was your week
0: um my week was pretty bland to be honest like nothing really major happened but I did manage to work out pretty consistently this week, which what? was a big highlight. It's been a while. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, there's a little gym at um my office, so and there's barely anyone there ever. So um, did you go in the morning, evening? No, I went after work, I and they brought your clothes. Yeah, th- and there's no one there, and they have a big like dance floor thing, and I just started like dancing and thinking what? like no one's watching, but there were cameras, and I'm like it's fine, no one's watching. They the have camera a dance thing. floor? Yeah, like That's a amazing. like a dance studio mm-hmm. thing with a mirror and stuff. I was like, let me do some uh, I should cartwheels. join you over there.
1: We could do some. <laughs> it's it's far. <laughs> some hip hop.
0: Yeah, I was just like <laughs> listening to the music on my AirPods. if people saw me from outside, they probably thought I was crazy because it was dancing yeah. in
1: silence. Oh, my gosh. That's nice, though. It's like a private gym if no one was there. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So do you want to now get into our next segment, the project of the week? I'm eager to hear. Yes. <laughs> so since... <laughs> since the topic of this
0: episode is love and architecture i picked a church <laughs> um but it's the a really chapel. cool it's no it's a, it's a cathedral it's yeah. the cathedral of Brasilia. it's the capital of brazil so this was designed by oscar Niemeyer. that's the same architect that i you know heard about when i was like eight and yeah. got into architecture so he's a pretty major brazilian architect um and he designed the he planned the whole city and plant and designed the whole master plan. But um, so the the church is part of that master plan. It was completed in 1970, um, and it's located in the main axis. And the the city is shaped almost like an airplane, like a bird. But the center axis is where all the governmental buildings are, and where this cathedral is located. So the church is a hyperbolic structure with 16 columns, and it's kind of like a circular. Um, room and it's sunken kind of into the ground so when you see it from outside all you see is the ceiling and stained glass windows but once you get into it it's it's sunken onto the ground and there's barely like a wall so you feel like the wall is the ceiling and it's all stained glass oh, wow. and it's pretty and it's gorgeous and I've, I've been there once and it was amazing like it doesn't even feel like a church it just feels like more more grand than a church and it's not even that big this project was essential for Oscar Niemeyer to win his Pritzker Prize in 1988, So, it, and it was uh, declared a National Historic and Artistic Monument
1: in Brazil, so oh, check it cool. out. very cool. W- Can you imagine getting married there? Oh my gosh. Do people get married there? Yes. It's probably expensive, I bet. <sighs> yeah. Can you imagine? I love stained
0: glass in general, it's so I can't It's so imagine. pretty. It feels like you're underwater because the stained glass is blue and
1: white. And wow. That, oh. So when I visit you in Brazil... We have to go. We have to go. And just yeah, we'll reenact our weddings or something. (laughs) Renew the vows. (laughs) Nice. That's a that sounds like an amazing project. And as always, we'll share photos on social media to get a more visual of it. But yeah, it's very nice.
0: Okay, so we asked you guys on Instagram uh, a few different questions regarding this topic. We asked you guys, uh, would you ever date an architect? And are you currently dating an architect? So for the first one, would you ever date an architect? We got 55% saying yes and 45% saying no. So split
1: right in the middle. That's pretty surprising. I don't know what I was expecting from that stat, but definitely not that many no's. Oh, really? I mean, yeah, I don't know.
0: Why would you? I thought there would be more no's. Really? <laughs> yeah, because I think our audience is mostly architecture people. But, but that, that would... wouldn't date.
1: Oh, but I thought architects would
0: want to date other architects. Well, And I then guess. are you currently dating? Be 26% said yes and 74 said no. So most people are not, but dating. they would. But so there's you. a lot of single architecture people.
1: <laughs> that's their takeaway from this. There's a deeper meaning behind that. Do they have time to date?
0: <laughs> that could be a whole
1: different yes. topic on the struggles of that.
0: Yeah. You can save a lot of time if you date someone in school, in architecture.
1: Yeah. you got to be doing work and hanging out at the same time. Yep. And that's actually how a lot of people met in our year. Yeah. Um, and that's something hopefully in the future we could interview people who met in studio. Um, a little foreshadowing there. of maria's relationship but um yeah it's an interesting concept because you spend so much time with these people that it's bound to have some type of yeah but then it can also not work out like we had one of the um
0: we asked also some of the bad things about dating someone in architecture in your field um and one of the responses was it could be awkward that if you
1: break up so it's better to get married (laughs) So you have no choice but to get married. (laughs) Yeah, the architecture world is so small. That's such a good point that you're especially if you're in the same city, you are bound to Oh, you're gonna see run into each other. Oh yeah. And you're gonna be like applying for a firm that they work at
0: and you're gonna be like, Um, is he
1: saying nice things about me or not? (laughs) Like, great, I have to run into him in the break room. All right, well, anyway, uh, we kept our
0: uh, boys quiet until now, but it's their time to introduce themselves. So, Jose, why don't you start?
2: Hi, um, my name is Jose Pajares, and um, i Maria's boyfriend, and I'm an architecture designer here in Atlanta, originally from Peru, and uh, went to Georgia Tech just like she did.
3: Hey, I'm Ashkan. I'm Emily's fiance. I'm a software developer, also here in Atlanta and uh emily and i met at temple where we both went to school
1: so now we're gonna get into uh, i guess how individually as couples we met so i guess we and ashcon will start ashcon why don't you tell the story Oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> and particularly one story that's particularly cringy at the beginning of our relationship <laughs> our first date Okay, our first date you could do a little background on how we even knew each other and then the first date
3: okay so Emily and I went to Temple University in Philadelphia, and uh, we had the same group of friends. Um, Emily and I didn't really hang out the first couple of years of
1: school. He didn't speak to me. <laughs> I
3: Yeah, I didn't know Emily very well, but I was friends with her friends, and uh, yeah. we eventually got to know each other. And um, yeah, we became a couple by the third and fourth year of school. I think it was the junior year summer we went on our first date. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I, I drove up to... Maryland and I picked up Emily from our parents' house.
1: Which is where I'm from and he's from Philadelphia.
3: Yeah, so. we were talking over the summer and we went to I think Gordon Biersch was the restaurant we went to. And um I think no, we actually drove to DC at some point. Um that day it
1: started with Gordon Biersch and then we went to DC. Yeah. It was a jam packed day.
3: Yeah, so, so. we're driving in DC, I think it's rush hour, and um I'm in my uh untrustworthy Ford focus and we're going up a hill in the two lane like dc traffic and my car turns off yeah people are just like driving home from work it's like almost 100 degrees i'm wearing like a dress shirt i had to pull the windows down like dripping sweat nervous i don't know what to do they we're just blocking traffic, and people are furious. And I called 911 because I was, like, freaking out. <laughs> wow.
1: Meanwhile, I'm just like, it's going to be okay. No AAA. <laughs> no, I called
3: 911 because I was legit, like, causing a huge scene. And so I, That's a lot of honking. Yeah. The police came, and they they pushed the traffic back for me so that I could park. Uh, somehow, there was a parallel parking spot on my right side, and it was, like, three spots down. And so they pushed the traffic back behind me and told mm-hmm. me, you need to roll your car backwards into that parallel parking spot. And because my car was dead, I had one shot. So I put it into neutral, up. and I start rolling my car backwards. Oh. And I have, like, literally, it feels like a thousand people watching me. And I'm dro- going backwards, backwards. And I rolled in. I get it the first shot. And mm. I, like, felt so good. No. The so that's when like, you want Emily over. Yeah, yeah, Emily was like, this is the guy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was yeah. like, he's the one.
3: <laughs> get out of the car. And my dress shirt is so wet, I just have to take it off. Like, I can't. <laughs> I can't wear it anymore. It's just like wet.
1: Yeah, pants just like huge human DC summer definitely didn't help. <laughs>
3: that was our first date.
1: Yeah, and I was like, my mom just. I remember she picked us up and was. She was just cracking up. She was, like, this poor guy, man. Like he tried, and so <laughs> it's fine. It was definitely a memorable first date, and yeah, still together. How many years later? I, Seven. No, eight. it's more than that. Eight to nine. It, it was seven yeah. like three years ago. <laughs> Maybe ten. <laughs> we stopped counting. That's how long it was. It's For a been a long time. How about you guys, Maria and Jose? How did you meet? Well, Jose can give his account.
2: Okay. <laughs> From my point of view. So we're both in architecture in the same building. She is an undergrad. I'm a grad student. A mutual friend of ours uh, approaches me and shows me uh, a picture of her. She, and he goes like, hey, we're going out on Friday and we're gonna meet you know some chicks and sh- he shows me this picture and I go like okay cool and I rarely get out of uh studio A
0: picture? <laughs> yeah I still don't remember what picture that was but anyway uh, I think go. you were check this girl out <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think the background was like the beach oh yeah oh. it was shoulder up oh yeah of course yeah <laughs> okay, I've never done <laughs> <in 19-year-old. laughs> and uh so, yeah, I remember saying yes, and it. Was, I think it was a Wednesday when he approached me, and it was an intense uh, semester, so I kind of needed a break. Um, so I said, yes, sure, I'll go. And uh, Friday night comes along, and me and my buddies, we just go there, and it, I think it was a Mexican restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. Bone Garden? Mm-hmm. And uh, it was middle of December. It
0: was cold. It was February. February.
2: Oh, sorry. December. Wow. <laughs> I just... <laughs> So, yeah, it was, uh, it was cold. I remember I was the only one without a jacket. And (laughs) so we, us guys, I think we were three, right? Mm -hmm. We go up the stairs and there you, there you were. So sitting, um, and this round table, uh, we just started talking and, uh, I guess.
0: And then we got everyone margaritas.
2: Yes. But you (laughs) got up, right? Yeah. And I just followed. It's like, sure, I'll go with you. And then, um. I guess we started talking inside a little bit and then we came back with the margaritas and uh, served everybody. Wow, uh,
1: what good friends. Yeah.
4: <laughs> we got everyone margaritas. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. And then that night led to going out clubbing, right?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And uh, Edgewood. Edgewood, Edgewood is right?
0: Not clubbing, but yeah, throwback well. to clubbing. <laughs> I miss those days. Remember crowds?
2: <laughs> Yo. And then that night, what did you do, babe? <laughs>
0: I kissed you, babe. Oh my god!
2: I was not ready for that. No.
0: <laughs> no, you're going out with a girl. And you, you're. They show you a picture of a girl. And you're going out, and it's kind of like a blind date, and you weren't expecting.
2: No, a not kiss. at all. I was expecting <laughs> just making conversations, meeting some of
1: Listen, B- at a club. This is like conversation.
2: No, I mean, before knows that, knows what
1: she wants. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I was like, whoa, but we had a blast that night. Yeah, it was really fun. It was great.
0: Our friends abandoned us eventually and we're like, it's fine. Or we abandoned them. I don't know. Wow. Something happened. Yeah. And then, I mean, one funny thing is that the day right after I had like a 21st birthday to go to for my friend's 21st, Mm. and we were kind of texting, whatever, but not really like, oh, I'm going to go out or something. Mm -hmm. I didn't tell you anything. And then we went out for my friend's birthday and you were in the same bar that we went to and Dad, we saw each other the day after by coincidence? by coincidence by coincidence and guess what the bar was called church <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah yeah so th- that's like and it's also another rare occurrence because my Cause
0: we never went out yeah we we're in studio was it was that? like yeah. the Two one weekend nights in a row yeah almost you know, yeah right after it was saturday, or friday and saturday and then i was like oh my god it's too soon yeah it's too soon
2: again walking upstairs there it is, <laughs> Maria.
0: Maria. <laughs> <laughs> wow,
1: you guys! It was cool. it was fate, you know. Yeah, I
0: yeah. mean, yeah. The first time around, I was like, "Well, he's in studio; it's fine." I, I had I had seen him before already. Mm-hmm. He didn't know who I was, but we had structures together. Yeah. And I had seen him. I was like, "Oh, he's cute." But then uh, <laughs> I didn't know how to talk to you because you weren't really friends with any of my friends. But yeah. we were in the same building, so after that, we just started, you know, hanging out mm-hmm. in studio, working at the same time. Yeah. You know, I was going to I was come downstairs to the grad area and do my work there or help you with models.
1: <laughs> that must have been nice for that. Just that period you guys overlapped that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could still see like while you were busy, you could still see each other yeah. during odd hours. Like, yeah, at least like what leaving at 2 a.m. together. It's like, hey, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> we'll see each other yeah. Like. yeah. So. All right. So now we're going to go into our question segment. And Ree and Maria came up with a couple questions to ask Ashkan and Jose to get their individual perspective on. And we're going to start with um, be- both of us being in grad school.
0: Yeah, so since both of them were uh, working their own jobs, you know, while we were in grad school, um, we wanted to see what kind of experience they had while <laughs> dating us.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Because we were both in grad school for two years, you know, staying late in studio, doing all that. Um, and... Both of them were just you know working theoretically nine to five jobs, so maybe it started with Ashcon, who's not an architect how How was that dealing with Emily in school timing scheduling? how was that for you?
4: yeah,
3: Emily's schedule was a lot different than mine, obviously. Um, you had school during the day, and I had you i made you create a calendar for me like a weekly schedule because it was like so confusing when you had what classes so. I had Emily's general class schedule, but on top of that, uh, you had work outside of class, which was arguably more than your time spent in class. So,
4: mm-hmm.
3: and that was like up and down, mostly up. And so, <laughs> I would usually not see you when you're in studio for a while, and then you come back home, and then you would go back, and then a lot of late nights in studio and late nights back at home. And we were living in, in a very small apartment, so our bedroom was connected to our living room by a glass door. So I. I would do something where, like, I would put a towel on the door so I could, like, lock the light in. <laughs> I forgot about if, that. I, if I wanted to sleep at, like, a, by like 1 a.m. So, maybe. maybe and
1: we had a specific towel that <laughs> Ash would be like, all right, I'm going to bed, and I would still be on my computer. And you And I knew, and that's and as soon as I saw that towel, my heart sank. I was like, oh, uh, he's uh, sleeping, and I'm not. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, that was pretty common. Yeah. Um, so that was like the schedule part of it. And then there's like the whole uh, like stress and um, like peaks and valleys of architecture, which is like you have reviews and the stress before the review, the relief after the review. I, mean, I think a lot of the listeners are aware of like this. I don't know stress cycle that you guys go through. Roller so, coaster, yeah. yeah. And I'm kind of yeah. like a uh, like guy sitting on a park bench watching Emily <laughs> go on this roller coaster and like <laughs> screaming most of the
4: time. Uh, <laughs>
3: And I like want to help her, but like I'm too far away, so I'm just kind of like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'll just watch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, you fed me. That was nice. Yeah, I'll, yeah, um, yeah fed that's Emily good. He uh... gave me granola. He gave me granola bars. He was like, "Have you eaten today?" I was like, "Uh, like maybe like five hours ago." He's like, "Oh my gosh, please eat this granola bar." <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I don't have time. Take love, the granola bar.
3: Force eating. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I just got used to it after a while. I was just like, uh, it kind of felt like I was living by myself sometimes, and I would just kind of go do my own thing and mm-hmm. I never pressured Emily to do any activities because I just assumed that she wasn't available for everything and so stopped I stopped asking like after weekends. a while yeah. yeah weekends weekdays everything was just like Emily's not here so I would just go play sports <laughs> in the park or hang out with people and like
4: oh my
1: gosh <laughs> she, that's so sad two Emily years was just in, school. Was in a parallel universe for two years where I was just gone yeah <laughs> that's what it felt like yeah so that was crazy I definitely had a lot of FOMO uh, while Ashcon was, you know, doing normal things like mm-hmm. hobbies after work and a very normal sleeping schedule. Yeah. And, that is a,
0: a, a nice perspective to talk about too, is like how we felt while they had free
1: time. Oh yeah. It was, it was really sad <laughs> yeah, for sure. But you know, as Ashcon said, you got, we got used to it. And I think we, especially the second year, I got a way better hold of my schedule mm-hmm. and also, you know, time management and all that. So I think yeah. it got better towards the end.
3: I think a lot of it is also how you look at school in terms of, like, does school control your life or do you control how you do your schoolwork? And I think Emily went into it thinking, like, this is the way you do school and I have to stay up late and I have to, like, Hmm. work long hours. And this is just architecture. Mm -hmm. And by the end of it, Emily realized that, like, you can dictate your schedule if you are intentional about, like, what times you're going to work and cutting yourself off when things just aren't going to, like, work out. Like, don't just keep trying to make things work. Yeah. Yeah. Focusing on productivity, I think, changed the way you think about schoolwork, and by the end of it, you're a lot more, I think, mature about your school
2: coursework, so yeah,
0: I think mm-hmm. it got a lot better. That's a huge shift from, like, undergraduate to
2: graduate, I think.
1: I was like that in undergrad, too, so.
2: It helps you professionally.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, because when you're in the profession, you don't have unlimited hours, definitely not. so, and you definitely have people relying on you, uh, like, to be accountable for work and things, It's not That's just true. on yourself, mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Good practice to do in school. Yeah. So yeah, sorry about that, Ashcon. But I'm, <laughs> we got the complete opposite in the pandemic, where I we heard, see I each heard. other every day. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, literally, yeah. the complete polar opposite is happening now, yeah, which is kind true. of funny.
0: But. That's true. <laughs> that's hilarious. So, what about you, Jose? How was that? Was it different? Did you feel any different because you had already gone through it, or how was it like? Yeah, while of? Maria was
1: in grad school. We
0: also live in an apartment with no wall between the bed and the living room and the
4: computers. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I guess I was still fresh out of school, right? So, And uh, working at a firm that's very close to tech as well, very close to where we live. I guess my days with you, you know, going through masters were kind of, I'll say, uh, not as bad as I thought it would be. I I thought you would be more you know uh, in need of help and kind of I saw myself in you sometimes but I saw how you will manage your time and uh, I guess uh, come up with you know your designs very quickly and I'll help you with those things sometimes as well so I we, we found a good balance I guess uh, I will also go to the gym regularly right and I'll swing by studio say hey how you doing sometimes give you drop drop off some food right. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, knowing the, the struggles of this architecture student, right? I understood you had to stay late and sometimes you have to just, you know, uh, it's crunch time. So and the, the, the deadline is very soon. So you're going to stay up, you know, more more hours than usual. Okay, that's fine. I was also like that. So I kind of saw, like I said, myself and you and uh, very balanced, I guess. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think it was, it helped, definitely helped in grad school for you to be having a normal life because then it would force me I don't know if you felt that way too like Mm -hmm. when I came home it was like I was grounded to like a normal Mm -hmm. schedule Mm -hmm. in undergrad everyone around me was going crazy Mm -hmm. it's working till two yeah Yeah. three four you know and there was nothing to like ground me there was no one like even in high school you still have you're living with your parents your parents are on a normal schedule your mom's cooking like there's all these normal life things around you but then undergrad was like horrible because there was nothing like that i was on my own but then in grad school you were still on the same schedule we still managed to like cook and meal prep so we had you know food because in undergrad i had to like buy crappy food because i
1: didn't yeah. cook it's a nice separation of the two environments yeah it
0: was more balanced i yeah. think and I wonder like how did you feel from like working in architecture all day and then getting home and me having like a studio problem I was like hey like I need help w- yeah let's talk through this that, problem or whatever that was
2: actually kind of fun because I was you know dealing with serious stuff I guess if you put it that way
0: <laughs> like real life uh, projects yeah real
2: life projects, projects. Just, <laughs> I,
0: no one's gonna die if this building
4: collapses I think you will
2: bring out, you know a fun project and I was like oh my god you know the creative juices flow again yeah uh, helping you. Some of the concepts and just sitting down sketching, you know, that was a that was a fun part of uh, my days.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah. I think you remind me a little bit of what, some of the responses we got on Instagram when two architects are dating. They have an understanding or unspoken understanding that sometimes you're just gonna have crazy deadlines and reviews, and other person knows exactly what it's like. Yeah. So that's an interesting perspective, and I'm jealous that you came home and sketched with her. <laughs> However, I will say, oh my gosh, the first model I made in grad school, I hadn't made a model in like three years, or no, five years since undergrad. So it was like relearning laser cutter and the ease of assembly of a model was like a whole different way of thinking. So I remember I chose this complicated design for our first project, which was like make a bridge in simple terms. You remember this project. In two weeks. (laughs) I chose like the weirdest concept of lighting this bridge with like these arches come home to ashcon i'm like ashcon likes working with his hands and he can help <laughs> me with this model he can make my model yeah <laughs> and this is when i didn't really know anyone in grad school i was like i want to build this model in my house which i never did again Mm-mm. i brought the pieces back to our house and did it and poor ashcon i put him through like a whole night of trying to help me build this model like the night before And I think he was scarred for life. Like (laughs) literally, if I even mention that project, he like starts crying.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I think you stop making complicated projects after
1: that. (laughs) Like, do I have to make a model? Okay, I'm gonna make a simple. Oh, I learned my lesson (laughs) for sure. And I also felt like I didn't really want to involve him too hard again. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. But yeah,
0: that's funny because we had a during one of our semesters in grad school, we had that competition. And we had to make like a wooden box thing. And Jose enjoys that a lot. And then he ended up just coming to the wood shop and hanging out with my group and, you know, helping us cut wood and yeah. do stuff.
2: Yeah. I like that project. <laughs> oh,
0: You should always partner with the person that has an architecture boyfriend or girlfriend because they're going to come and help your group. Yeah. If you're in a group
1: project. <laughs>
0: oh, my gosh. Yeah. Pro tip. <laughs> All right, so should we get into some of these questions? So the first one is weekends, do they exist? And what are your hobbies? And what do you guys like to do together? So maybe you guys could start. Yeah, so well oh, now, now after like, start. after everyone's done
1: with school, now that we have kind of a life. Yeah, do weekends exist right now? Definitely, they exist.
3: Yeah, um, I think so. For you or me?
1: I guess
4: both, both yeah, both of us yeah, yeah. like as a couple mm-hmm.
3: yeah. yeah emily's been studying throughout the week and i, I work throughout the weekend. uh fortunately i don't work too much on the weekends it's pretty rare so yeah we have like a pretty similar work life schedule right now
4: yeah
1: and i think for the first time we're doing more things together on the weekend which is nice got a bike last year and i barely got to use it but now we're going out more and Went on a trip to the beach together, which we never really went on vacations <laughs> when I was in grad school. I would watch from afar as Ashcon traveled. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> yeah. And Marie remembers that. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like we've had a lot more time together, which has been awesome. Normalized our rhythm again.
3: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah.
1: What well, about you guys? What do you do on the weekends?
0: We like to uh, fake shop for furniture, we, we go on websites. We we really enjoyed going antiquing the other day, which Ooh, yes. I think we'll be doing a lot more often. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I think when I was in grad school, we didn't really have weekends. Like I would just you know be working, and I don't even know what you did. You, you just worked or just
2: uh, studied? I guess the the workload came in waves. Sometimes it was like you had very, to work, yeah, yeah, very high. And then you know working through the weekends is you know. Every so often, it's common thing, I guess.
0: Yeah, and sometimes you like, we would go visit family. Sometimes you go by yourself because I couldn't go. Oh, that's like, true. You had yeah. at your mom's or your I'm your sure. brothers, yeah. yeah, that happened quite a, quite a lot, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But now we, yeah, I also got a bike recently, so we've been trying to do that. Haven't done it too much. Yeah, we do really enjoy like finding things to add to our place, like furniture, decor, mm-hmm. art. Like this puzzle we just framed.
2: Yeah, we mm-hmm. just framed a puzzle oh, that yeah. we
0: did during quarantine. <laughs> <It> looks great. <laughs> yeah, so those things I and guess. also enhancing
2: the culinary skills. That we oh have.
0: yeah, we always try to like. Well, I'm not a great cook. Jose cooks mm. most of the time um but we try to like we we always do like meal prep the same thing so we get bored of it so on weekends i'm like let's cook something different you know yeah i mean trying like brazilian and peruvian recipes
1: that's like quarantine has given everyone such a chance to like expand their culinary skills because you're at home so often and not going out to eat yeah. i feel like ashon has definitely experimented a lot with a lot of baking oh yeah your pizza over <laughs> the on. oh yeah the pizza, the pizza was Great. Oh my <laughs> Yes, Ashcon is software developer slash pizza maker. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: yeah, I got this uh, book called The Pizza Bible, and I've been uh, trying recipes out, so it's been fun. <laughs> very good.
0: I'm the taste tester. <laughs> All right, so we have a very important question. Um, where do you stand on black turtlenecks? Let's start with Jose,
2: <laughs>
1: the architect black- who doesn't own one. <laughs>
2: black turtlenecks. Uh, you own one. Yes. So I know where you stand. I don't like
1: <laughs> Ooh, controversial.
0: Yeah,
2: do <laughs> not like him.
0: You don't like them on you or on other people?
2: On oh, me. Okay, I, mean, I thought it was like as a whole. I mean, as they can a stereotype. Wear, as a stereotype. I mean, I guess it's fine. I mean, it's
1: yeah.
2: whatever. It's cool
1: for you. No, yeah. I think it's interesting. He doesn't like them. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think you would look weird with them. <laughs> I can't imagine it either. I can't. The beard is—it's too much going on. Ashon, what do you think of black turtlenecks? I think they're fine. I don't.
3: I honestly, don't have a strong opinion. I think. Uh, I think it was funny when we visited Georgia Tech and I saw your professors and I was like, "You look like you work here."
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, and a little bit of background on that: architects are stereotypically always wearing mm-hmm. black and always wearing black turtlenecks, paired with thick rimmed glasses. Yep. To add on top, so. Mm-hmm. Very stylish. <laughs> stylish. carrying a
0: moleskin or something. Well,
2: on that topic, I guess I'm. I wear gray a lot of the time. Yeah. I'm wearing black shorts and white shirt.
1: Yeah. So. yeah. I would love to hear. This is kind of a off the grid question. I would love to hear your opinions on color from both of them. Oh, Oh, that's a stereotype that architects don't like color. Yeah, which I'm in that boat.
0: I'm also in that. Well, it depends, but mostly, mostly,
1: yeah. Actually, if you looked at our apartment, you'd be like Emily, you like color. Yeah, you love. Look at ours. It's all gray. (laughs) It's gray, white, and wood. (laughs) However, uh, I will say that I don't think if it was for Ashcon, I'd have as much color in my apartment. So. He definitely yeah. adds it. The okay. non architect. <laughs> He's color to your life. Oh. <laughs> Colors in the line. Yashon, yeah. what's your opinion on color? It's hard
3: for me to differentiate what is my opinion and what is Emily's opinion because we've been together for so long. <laughs> and they uh, become one. Oftentimes, design decisions are deferred to Emily by default. And then I think I just get used to it and think it's my opinion now. So. I He's
1: learned. learned. <laughs> my impra-
0: my impressions that you both have very similar tastes. Maybe it's yes. just it's because just one taste.
3: So I don't <laughs> think I had the same taste seven years ago or wherever. Uh-huh.
1: Did you have like strong opinions on furniture and stuff seven years ago?
3: I um I do have opinions. I have opinions on quality of things. So I, right. I really like high quality things in almost everything. And it's just like yeah. I think I grew up. My grandfather was a woodworker, so I grew up like appreciating what is well-made and what is not well-made. That's really, really nice. Yeah, and it has carried forward. In terms of the color of things, I think that's where Emily has changed my perspective. And I, I am a mix of the Persian carpets, and Emily's like, no color policy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's kind of where our apartment uh, yeah, yeah
4: it's a nice it balance.
1: I've lucked out though because Ashcon has great taste. I'm, we, I feel like we rarely argue on something, we're always kind of on the same page. I also, or maybe this whole time, he's just surrendered to everything I've said. I'm like, wow, he totally <laughs> he loves my opinions. What a coincidence! Yeah, we definitely balance like pops of color with neutrals. I think that's our kind of like shared stance. Um, like yeah definitely more neutral bigger pieces and then pops Same. of color through accessories yeah that's what we did too like couch furniture yeah. stuff
0: is all neutral and then like art and you know decor is like books are more colorful i feel like
2: every time we got we're gonna add something to the to the space it's like a big discussion oh like, my god we we'll yes. sit down and it's like serious it events. takes
1: months <laughs> oh well i'm so glad you guys do that because a lot of people buy things kind of really quickly and they bring it back and they are like wait a second yeah, never mind.
0: No, because we we're also like not going to be in this apartment forever so everything we buy that's a little bit more, you know, high quality, more expensive, we think, okay, can this be used somewhere else in the potential like bigger apartment or house mm-hmm. like we've been making decisions like that. That so. sounds exactly
1: like Ashcon. <laughs> yep.
4: Yeah,
3: quality. Yeah, when we moved to our apartment, uh I I don't I felt like it's okay not to have a lot of things like go you know, just slow down and like let's just get things slowly and I'm okay with not having a couch for like a month to get the right couch. That
0: mm-hmm. gave me
1: anxiety, but I got used well, to it. Well, a couch is pretty essential. <laughs> he was like, it's fine. We were just sitting on the floor. For a while. <laughs> we don't need a bed. We yeah. don't need a mattress. Okay. <laughs> However, he always proves himself like at the end because we always get a great deal yeah. or something pops up. It ends up working out. Yeah. So. We
0: really need to get sponsored by Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> I was going to
1: say, guys, I'm always shopping on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> Be patient.
0: Okay, so um, our next topic kind of relates to Ashkan having kind of an interest in design and good quality furniture. I think one of the reasons why we can still hang out together <laughs> is because he enjoys architecture, I think. Um, and he's okay with us only talking about architecture and participating in a podcast about architecture. So how do you feel as an outsider to the profession um, hanging out with you know all Emily's friends or architects and we all when we all get together that's all we talk about
3: I, I think it's pretty easy I have like diverse interests and one of them is design but not in like a professional sense um, like I, I work I work with designers and they give me things to create and I try and create them as close to as their vision as possible and then being with Emily I get to see the even more design I guess I kind of the experience at work too so I'm kind of used to it and then on top of that uh, my father does like some construction activities and work so he's involved with like choosing like when he rehabs a building everything is chosen and so I've been a part of that process with him and I've always enjoyed it and I like again like I like well-made things so it's I think it's fun and, um, yeah, I mean, you guys are in a far more extreme part of it. So I think you guys might get tired of it sometimes, but I always enjoy it because I don't have to do it for work. It's <laughs> <So, laughs> just uh, an interest. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it's a great, it's a great thing to enjoy, I think. Yeah. So I I don't really get tired of it because it's just uh, uh, an interest of mine.
0: That's cool. I think it helps that you know a little bit about it because it's hard to be interested in something that you don't understand or mm-hmm. comprehend fully. Yeah. And that's some sometimes that's the issue where like an architecture student is dating someone that's not in the field and they, they just don't understand anything. And they, right. they don't. And it can
1: be super isolating for them when um, you're surrounded by only architecture talk if you're not interested in yeah, it, for sure. Yeah. So.
2: And the fact that he likes design as a whole mm-hmm. and you're a software designer. Yeah. Developer, yeah. Yeah, pretty much yeah. so. In a in, in sense, like you, he
1: values, you, you well.
2: value the process of creativity. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: He's very, uh, you're very attention detailed too. Like I'd show him a design and be like, that line is slightly off. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think it definitely helps. Yeah. So now we're going to ask another question individually to each of you. So Jose, to you, what are acceptable work week hours?
2: Uh, from experience, I mean, uh, and where I can tolerate. And uh, I guess the vast majority of people tolerate will be, you know, you're 40 hours a week, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I know the industry, architecture industry, fluctuates a lot mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to deadlines and sometimes and rush jobs, right? So sometimes you're required to put on 60 hours or more, right? Uh, a week and uh, you have to do it. I mean, just it's crunch time, you know. So as long as it's not like that every, you know, week, I think is okay.
1: Right. I think there's a certain point. To burn out. Mm-hmm. Me and Maria yeah. talk about yeah. a lot where you have these long stretches of that mm-hmm. and then the productivity in general is just... Yeah. The
2: morale is low mm-hmm. and then you get markups after markups and then the owner is not happy with whatever you're doing and the team just doesn't seem to be working properly and under that stress, it's not a good combination.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And-, and it's different than in school. Like in school, there's a one big push for the final review and then you're, you're done. At yeah. work, I think sometimes if you get stuck in like a job that's doing you're doing like sixty hours every week for like a month or two months, and you're you can't get a break. Yeah, it's tough,
1: and but. it's something I think that architects end up uh, just you know becoming like familiar with. like several people in architecture, just constant deadlines, constant flow of that type of workload, and I think from people on the outside. A Lot of the time it's like shocking or whatever yeah. that, but that's just the nature of the industry. A lot of the times ups and downs of the deadlines and stuff. But as Jose mentioned, I think with having that just for a long period of time, it's just no way. craziness. What about you, Ashburn?
3: Um well actually my first job we had a busy season and that was like I think fifty hours a week, minimum billable hours, which is really like more like fifty five to sixty. And uh I didn't really I didn't like what I was doing, so I, I hated that. That was rough for me. Like if you're doing something for between 50 and 60 hours you don't like it mm-hmm. wears on you for months definitely it was like months of busy season in a room without windows
2: and uh
3: so yeah i worked at a company where you have client work and the clients would give you probably the worst room in their building because you're just like not an employee really oh. you're you're doing a service for them so no yeah kind of a contractor yeah yeah you'd be stuck in their like random room with no windows that no one would ever usually sit there <laughs> Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) That was just, like, one of my clients. It's not always like that. I just, like, have one distinct memory. And um, my current job, I work at a large corporation, not a startup, so I don't really have to work long hours. Um, I have, like, pretty regular 40-hour week. A lot of flexibility, so I work whenever I feel like it most of the time, except for, like, like, there's, like, meetings, of course. But between that, it's, like, the focus is on getting your work done. So some weeks I honestly work closer to 30, so maybe I'll work closer to 50 it's more about like how long did it take me to get the thing I want to get done. And I think that flexibility is like what I appreciate about my job. I think if you really like what you're doing, like you can do more hours and it's not not painful. Like 50 doesn't seem that bad, but mm-hmm. I think 40 is a nice hour to shoot for.
1: Yeah, I think the work-life balance kind of is something your company Really emphasizes, and they have they give you guys a flexibility to determine your own hours, which is an interesting concept. So
3: I think it's it's more common in my industry to be results oriented rather than like hours oriented.
1: Right? Yeah, architecture is like there's no.
0: That was like a hard realization when you figure out that architecture there's no end to it. There's you know in practice there are deadlines and stuff, but really the design is never finished and you just you can just keep working on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's not like, oh, I need to get this done and then I'm done for the day. It's like, there's always something else you can be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard, I think, for us to even like get to a stopping point, especially if you're enjoying it. Right. That's, you know, that's when... It's awkward for you to, like, spend so much time on, like, studio in, in, in school that you're loving your project and so your partner might not understand how come you're, you're, like, already done with what you need to do, but you're doing so much more because you love it and it's, you know, your yeah. passion. Yeah,
1: it says, like, passion industries, Ashwan talks about, too, like, same with, like, art, architecture, those types of creative roles. Tend to have the longer hours because mm-hmm. that it seem it, you love it. It also doesn't seem to have an end. So yeah, and the inspiration comes whenever. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. the
2: the reality I think in in practice of architecture, in contrast to studio in school, it's like studio you do the the fun part twenty four seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like in reality, that's like a few weeks. <laughs>
1: sure. Yeah. Very beginning. <laughs> <laughs> very
2: beginning, and it, it's a hard deadline for that, and then yeah. all right, move on mm. to the next.
0: Yeah. I mean, kind of on this note, we wanted to talk about what you think should uh, change or improve in the industry. So um, in the architecture industry, seeing it from inside and from outside.
4: Mm
2: -hmm. So um, I guess my take on this would be uh, probably increase the diversity that we have, not only women and men ratio, but also, you know, different ethnicities uh, because they bring uh, different uh, backgrounds and with that comes different ideas, right? Cultures. And uh, that's what essentially architecture is. To me, you know, it's an, it's an amalgamation of like a culture and like, it's people, right? And that is physically represented in a building. How they interact, how they go all, about their day and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's a really good one. And something that I think especially recently has been on the forefront of everyone's minds. The, the, the numbers say a lot about mm-hmm. what the current breakdown of architecture demographics are and it's not acceptable um and I think a lot of people are hopefully working towards changing that because yeah yeah, huge gap in diversity for sure
0: yeah I think the school demographic is getting better but that that needs to be carried out to practice especially like we're looking at the licensing numbers of how many women versus men get licensed or people minority groups get licensed and there's just too many there's a lot of barriers that don't need to be there. Um, and hopefully the change that we're seeing in school that's almost fifty fifty now with women and men, or um, and still, you know, have a lot more, you could have more people in minority groups, but um, that's not yet translated in the profession. Yeah.
1: But hopefully it actually carries forward. What do you think, Ashkhan? What do you think the industry, architecture industry needs to improve in from an outside perspective?
3: Maybe I just most recently Emily went to school, so like I wish Emily had more practical uh, application of architecture in her school. I think um, there was like a huge focus at her school on theory and design and abstract ideas but no one ever sat around and said like these are six exams you're gonna need to pass for your licensure and by the way you need to apply right now just to even be able to sit and construction evaluation by the way like you're not going to find a lot of the knowledge in books like you need to actually go on site and do it and like uh it just seems a little bit absurd to me that you need to get your master's degree to get a license to get be able to sit for licensure and nowhere in this two years where they had all this time to talk with you guys did they mention Anything in detail about your exams that you're gonna have to take if you want to be licensed. That that's that, that seemed really strange to me. Because it, in my like when I did business undergrad, we joke about it, but we did these like professional development classes where this is how you write an email and like you'd be surprised like people can't write emails. And
1: and they don't even and that's something that's really important in architecture too. There's a huge gap in communication and people developing yeah. communication skills in architecture school. Yeah. And yeah.
0: architecture, like getting a job in architecture is all networking, is yeah. who you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Right.
3: Right. Yeah. That, I think that's just like one gripe that comes to mind is I wish uh, there was more practical application in your graduate program.
1: Right. Right.
0: Yeah. It's, it's just a little bit undergrad on steroids when it really should be or should have an option to cater more towards practice. I know like not everyone wants to go the licensing mm-hmm. path and some people go to grad school to, you know, further research on something more specific. But I feel like schools should have, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Almost like two different tracks, or at least the option or yeah. electives that would, you know. And there's definitely a gap in knowledge about licensure in school. Like, sure, you even if you don't want to do it, at least there's available resources if you want to really understand how do I become eligible? What are each of these exams really covering? Some what like for example, construction observation or elevation was a huge one. I should really pay attention at work or in my internships at uh, these construction sites. These photos, this is what I'm going to be yeah. tested on. I think it's kind of like a gray area, and you only really understand it when you're studying. Yeah. And it would really help if you were a little bit more prepared before that whole phase, especially if they want to improve the numbers and licensure. I really think people drop off because they're either scared to take the tests. um, They become really overwhelmed with all information. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think preparing them earlier the better. Yeah. And if we had some
0: professors that actually, like, know what the test looks like, not professors that took the test, like, 50 years ago.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That would be nice. Someone who recently went through it. Yeah, yeah. And I know EQIA, uh, a committee at Georgia Tech, uh, brought in a recent licensure um, candidate or someone who actually just passed all her exams, and it was great. And um, maybe, that was the one thing that. in grad, one time in grad school, I actually heard about the exams, which is pretty crazy. It was by a student organization. So, yeah.
2: And I think uh, some schools have, as a prerequisite to graduate, they want you to get an internship and stay there for a semester, right? It's almost like a co op. Yeah. And uh, so you have some practical experience mm-hmm. of architecture.
0: Yeah. Because you could get through school without any internships if, yeah. you, if you
2: wanted. Yeah. And uh, I think that's a uh, school backing up that side of you know the practice is it's a great improvement from just talking about you know what how how do you run a firm you know but actually being there mm-hmm. and experiencing you know how the firm is run you yeah. know live uh, yeah. that's a that's a great uh, right. way of approaching making it's it more student. of like a
1: requirement mm-hmm. like um, making sure like I think in business school they definitely really. Do the internship. They really make sure you get an internship. That's like what their whole thing is where their education is focused around getting yeah. that internship. Yeah. So. Okay, so the next one is what do you
0: think is your significant other's dream job or a project? <laughs> who, who wants to go first? <laughs> I
2: think I know what yours is. You? Oh, do you? I
0: don't even know. <laughs> I think <laughs> you like this one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I know you like dance. And if you, you expressed your, I guess... Affinity to performance centered programs. So it could be like a dance studio, like a theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, so something like that will be, you know, um, what you would like. Yeah. You and ready. also maybe a really high tech um, hospital, maybe, since you like healthcare. Yep.
4: Both. Yeah. Both. <laughs>
0: All of the above. Yeah. T past. Yeah, I <laughs> <T-passed>. think. <laughs> I think the like the the performance thing is something that like really makes my heart like go crazy just from like my own personal connection to it. But also I think the healthcare side is like really the type of project that brings me purpose and like, oh my gosh, like I'm really helping people and people are really going to like enjoy this space at a time that they might not be, you know, having the time of their life, but the architecture will ensure that they have the best kind of experience and it will affect a bunch of people Definitely, yeah. which is awesome so yeah you nailed it yeah
2: what, what about me do you know oh god no.
0: well at some point when we met <laughs> you're i don't know if you still dream of this but you said you wanted to build schools in peru
2: yeah that's it wow <laughs> yeah there you go from bono so yeah. <laughs>
0: Let's start a farm. We can do um, theaters, schools, and hospitals. <laughs> yeah. Just the two of us. <laughs> yeah.
2: and, and I think both of, of what you like and what I like is based on purpose. Like mm-hmm. giving back to, uh, I guess, the it for you would be the arts and the people that need help, right? Yeah. For me, it would be like the people that don't have any resources of education. Yeah, you don't uh, want to
0: go back to your home country and like add to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome.
4: <laughs> Sean, um, what do you using pressure
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, he was like, I have to follow that <laughs> yeah.
3: I think you're during Georgia Tech, you liked uh the urban design um type classes, so I could see you in like an urban planner role enjoying laying out like at a macro level uh how a town works and improving their i guess like bike infrastructure or like. Yeah um i don't know the pedestrian pathways and things like that so i could see you there i could also see you uh at a closer level like maybe even residential like redoing houses i think you'd enjoy that as well um recently we helped my sister with a project in philadelphia i think i could see you doing that professionally as well
1: yeah also nailed it <laughs> nice <laughs> i have very uh very- interest macro and micro <laughs> um so yeah definitely really loved my urban design classes and that sounds amazing laying out the bike infrastructure of a city <laughs> that sounds i'm obsessed with the public realm um it's all i think about when i'm out and walking around and then yeah um i had so much fun design helping design your sister's apartment it didn't feel like work to me at all i was like i can't even imagine doing this full time just yeah. helping Somewhere, you know, br- uh, blank canvas this type so thing. Fun. Yeah. I had such a good good time. Um, we need to do some before and after photos oh, yeah. of that apartment. <laughs> yeah, we should share some.
0: Yeah, and I think that stuff is super useful, too, if you want to, like, redo your own house. Yeah. Or Start buy your like, a own car. Mm-hmm.
4: hmm Yeah.
0: All right. Great useful. job, guys. <laughs> Congrats. Okay. So, do you want your kids to be
1: architects? Ooh.
4: I'm, i don't know
1: be honest
2: okay um we start with jose yeah uh i think the exposure if we keep going into the same with the same profession yeah. <laughs> um i think the exposure uh might deter them from going into architecture because you know it was like oh my my parents were this i don't want to be you know that
0: that's so true yeah i mean that's what happened to me yeah I didn't do what my parents. But
2: did. I guess it's how you introduce them to the profession and how you go about, you know, showing them what it really is, yeah, and not just like the valleys, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, like how they see us working. If they, if we hate our our lives and <laughs> we're like working twenty yeah. four seven, they were like, "No way, I'm not doing that." Yeah, they're okay. so
1: influenced by their parents or what they see. Yeah,
2: I think it would be great if it. I mean, I don't want to dictate my. Uh, it's my future child <laughs> um, you know career but something in design you know along those lines I I think I could be part of that as well Since yeah I, we, it would be we, like a bonding thing yeah it would be a bonding mm-hmm. thing it, it it doesn't have to be architecture it could be I, I would love furniture design you know mm-hmm. to be one of the interests <laughs> but um,
1: what a cute yeah. activity building yeah. a table together or something like that. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I mean
2: I Design as a whole would be would be great and something like you said
4: to yeah. bond with.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think pretty similarly. Um, I don't feel like I want to dictate what they do. I think uh, my job would be showing them what things are like and what it would be like to be an architect. Just being honest about that, and if they want to do it, then they can go for it.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to be transparent as possible. It definitely helps to have a parent in the industry to really tell you. Like I guess compared to me and Maria, we didn't know what architecture was when we first went into it. But now that you have a parent in it, you could tell them what the highs and lows of the industry are, and they can make a choice for themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think key is definitely letting them choose what they want. (laughs) Yep. All right. Do you want them to be a software engineer?
3: (laughs) (laughs) If they want to yeah. I mean,
1: (laughs) he was like, "It would make me so happy." (laughs) (laughs) I'm not making code together. (laughs) I think
3: things are going to be so different by that period. That is true they strange. might My already job.
1: be software engineers like they, they might have coding it. in their elementary school oh so. <laughs> but they're gonna like be born with it <laughs> that too they're gonna come out typing yeah they're, <laughs> they're
0: gonna, gonna like, come so- out software technology.
2: design architects and yeah. Can, yeah yeah i think that that's might be strange. like the future of architecture yeah not to get you know to go out there but that's the nice next episode the yeah. future of architecture yeah, yeah.
0: whoa <laughs> that'd be cool what? yeah
1: that's Aww. a conglomeration of software and architect together <laughs>
0: yeah i mean i have some friend that is he's doing like game architecture mm-hmm. so he's like yeah. designing the buildings that are going inside a game oh
1: that's awesome that's really cool. yeah
0: he's in California maybe we'll interview him that's like we should that's yeah a,
1: that's an awesome unique career path yeah all right well, well thank you guys for being such great sports and dealing with some Rod hard-hitting questions <laughs>
3: enjoyed being yeah. on your show Aw, thanks!
1: Thanks well, for definitely. the
0: support on the show as well. They've been very helpful for us getting this started. And right, supported. we got to brag a little bit.
1: Yeah, probably wouldn't be possible without them. <laughs> so we really appreciate it, and we'll definitely have them back. Hopefully, sometimes, yeah, if you want, <laughs> if you weren't traumatized,
0: <laughs> we maybe didn't scare we'll do you. we'll do listener questions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So we wanted to, in this episode, we just wanted to share the two different perspectives of dating someone in your industry and not in your industry. So we hope that you got some cool
1: uh, information. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is hopefully one episode of a series of love and architecture, relationships and architecture that we'll be doing, um, just getting some different perspectives on, yeah, I guess having a relationship while one of you or both of you are in the industry. Yep. So thanks so much for listening. Yeah.
0: Let us know what you think of the episode and our social media. You can follow us at Open Plan
1: Podcast. Definitely be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and leave a review if you like what you're listening to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and see you all next time. Bye.